Welcome back to Marriage Week. Today, you get to hear from me and my handsome hubby again. We are diving into three tactical ways you can work on strengthening your marriage. Let's get ready. Hey, Mama. Welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I, too, was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I, too, felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me. But I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. Thanks for joining me again today, babe. Hello. I'm really excited to talk about what we have planned for this episode. It's something near and dear to my heart because like we talked about in the previous episode, things haven't always been hunky-dory in our marriage. Things were rough when we first started out, maybe because, like I talked about in our anniversary episode, we got married so fast, which I don't regret for one moment, but we did have to learn a lot about ourselves and about each other and how to be a good, godly husband and wife. The three things we're bringing to you today may sound basic, but it's not the tip itself. It's how you go about putting it into effect in your marriage. This is, I think, what got us through the difficult season and to where we are now. And we still do these things daily. Like I said last episode, marriage isn't easy. It's something that we really have to work at constantly. But when you work at it and you put the effort in, it's good. God created marriage and he brought you and your spouse together. So put forth the effort and show God that you're thankful and you're doing your best what he's given you. All right. Ready, babe? Ready. Three tactical things to strengthen your marriage. The first one I want to talk about is prayer. Mm. Number one is prayer. This was kind of the central topic of our last episode, and it just kind of happened that way. But I want to talk about a little more detail about prayer in the marriage and how important it is. We're going to have a full episode at the end of these two weeks, but I want to just kind of touch on it today and why it's so important, why it's been so important for us in our marriage, and why every couple should do it. So in your experience with our marriage and prayer, can you talk a little bit about why it's been so important for us. Uh, I really feel like it gets us on the same page spiritually. Definitely. There's been a lot of, I think, praying separately for one another throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And I know we've kind of gotten back on track about praying together now, Yep. which is huge. It's really important. I think God definitely wants us to see each other lifting one another up in front of each other. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for me, I like hearing you pray for me. It, even though I know you're praying for me kind of behind the scenes, it helps lift my spirit up too, to hear you praying for me and the things that you pray for and just coming together in that agreement Yeah, is huge. Yeah. Just for our own spirits, but even like just our marriage and emotions with it, like yeah. it just makes me feel good. Yeah. And likewise. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> The Bible talks about 
in Matthew eighteen twenty, for where two or three have gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. There's not a whole lot of verses about specifically a husband and wife praying together, but there's a lot of context in the Bible about being unequally yoked and coming together spiritually. But I think this verse is pretty self-explanatory when it comes to how amazing it can be when a couple prays together. Yeah. I mean, we're two people and if God comes when two or more are gathered, when we're they're praying God is there in our midst and in our marriage and it helps us to keep him centered and keep us focused on him. Agreed. All right. The second thing is communicate. This was a huge one for us Yeah. in the beginning. Well, we still communicate totally differently, but we have figured out how each other communicates. Yeah. In the beginning, it was pretty rough. It was. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know how to talk to each other. How did you, How did you feel when I said stuff that wasn't meant to be hurtful? I know it it hurt you, but it wasn't intentional. And I was really just trying to have a conversation. But I think part of it probably is because a lot of our conversations were so conflicting in the beginning. It's almost like both of us immediately when a question was asked would go straight to the defensive mode. Yeah, that definitely happened. So how do you think communication played a role in that? Um, I think that we were able to see each other as still valuable to one another, even though we were having some rough patches and disagreements and arguments. I don't think that, well, I know, I know that we weren't saying things to one another to hurt each other, but because of the lack of understanding about how to communicate, we came across roughly with one another on more than one occasion. Yeah. And never either one of our intentions. I know that. But it just just happens, you know. And thank God that uh, our Father in Heaven is so forgiving that He allows us to make mistakes, but then gently reminds us to maybe either reel it back or humble ourselves and ask for forgiveness from our spouse. Yeah, and it's hard when, I know, at least for me, when I didn't feel like I said anything wrong, because I knew my intentions behind it. I didn't realize how it sounded at the time. So for me, it was hard to apologize, because I didn't think I needed to. Yeah, because you were the rightest person (laughs) in the world. I was the rightest person in the world, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I humbled myself, I apologized, and you did too, on more than one occasion. And that really helped to get us out of that. Yeah. And then learning how each other communicates. I don't even remember how we ended up actually figuring it out. And I think there's still times where we haven't figured it out. Yeah, I don't know about times that we haven't figured it out. I mean, I, I can't recall the last time we really had any kind of rough conversation with each other or anything like we did in the past. Definitely not the rough conversations, but confusion and not understanding the other per- person's meaning. Yeah, I mean... Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, but definitely no arguments or right. rough, rough conversations like we have. Our our moments of not understanding each other has been few and far between. Yeah, but when we do have those moments, we both handle it well and maturely, and actually trying to figure out what the other person is talking about and yeah. what they mean and their intention behind it. Yeah, I mean there are some books that you know we've read over the years. I'm sure. 
we gleaned a little bit from those. Mm-hmm. I wish I could recall their names right off the top of my head, but I can't. Well, if you think about it, I can add them into the show notes. All right. Okay. I do remember going through that course called Love and Respect. Hmm. Yes. That one that was good. played a huge role. That was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I'll link that one in the show notes, too, if anybody's interested in it. But that course was, yeah, I think, that helped a, lot. a major player in learning how we each communicate. Because men and women are very different. No matter what man it is, what woman it is, we're different. Our minds work differently. Our emotions work differently. It's just how God created us. Learning that I just needed love and you just needed respect. And yes, I needed respect too. You needed love too. But the the big necessity for us to feel loved in the marriage was love and respect respect for you love for me yeah. and the way a husband needs to be shown respect and the way a wife needs to be shown love because i thought i was respecting you but i had no idea how to actually show that yeah and i learned a lot through that course yeah and i learned a lot too yeah learning how to love you not just to love you yeah yeah it was really awful i recommend that too number three is have patience This is a huge one, too. Yeah. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the whole communication aspect of it. No matter how well you know each other, there are going to be moments where you're just not communicating well. You're two different human beings. It's bound to happen. Right. And if you can have patience with the other person, that's going to help you figure out what they're trying to say and their intentions behind everything a whole lot easier. And it could save you from big arguments. Some of the huge arguments we've had was because we didn't have a whole lot of patience with each other and figuring out how to communicate. So the combination of those two was big. Yeah. It made it tough. Yeah, it did. The lack of those two was like fire and gasoline. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I don't know which one would be fire and which one would be gasoline. Uh, but... I don't know either. But <laughs> they both complimented each other. They did. The lack of them complimented each other well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... uh Thank God that we have navigated through that and are on the other side. And now, being on the other side, praying for each other and with each other has just been life-changing for our marriage. And being able to communicate and have patience with each other, I feel like we've gotten a lot further in our marriage because we could do that. And we've been able to do a whole lot more because of that. And without that, I don't think we would have gotten where we are even in just doing what God's called us to do as a couple and as a family. If we couldn't communicate and we didn't have patience with each other, I don't think our nonprofit would have ever started. Yeah. I don't know how we would have even gotten to this point because we've been through so much in our, yes, in our marriage, but just in our family and outside life circumstances that had nothing to do with us. And without that communication and patience with each other, it would have just fueled the fire even more. Yeah, definitely. And we definitely would not be where we're at today. I agree. All right. So a bonus tip I have. I briefly mentioned this last episode, but remember that you're in this together. We were talking about this just a day or two ago, but when we met with a couple pastors at our old church, when we were going through a really rough patch, one thing that they said really stood out to me. And they said, remind yourself that they love you. They're on the same side and they only want what's best for you and would never hurt you on purpose. 
that I don't remember anything else they said. I remember bits and pieces, but that is the one thing that I remember very specifically word for word. That's the one thing that really stood out. And I think that's the main thing I needed to glean from that meeting with them. Yeah. Because it's so true. Like we are on the same side, but when you would say something that would hurt me, I would get to the point where I was hurt and I immediately went, well, he did that on purpose. So how should I retaliate? Right. And then that's how the argument started. Right. But if I could remember that you were on the same side, you weren't trying to hurt me on purpose, you only want what's best for me, then my whole perspective on what you said or what you did could shift. Yeah. Without the situation itself actually changing, yeah. my perspective on it would shift, which would change the outcome of it. Yeah. Do you remember... I totally remember having that. Yeah. The, well, do you that remember them, them talking about that? Yes. Yeah. That part. Yes. Yeah. So what? Yeah. When you remember that, what comes to the forefront of your mind? Like, what do you think, and how did that affect you? I think that it helped shift my perspective about keeping those those truths like in the forefront of my mind. Anytime there was some kind of altercation, argument misunderstanding whatever once i could start keeping those those things in mind it really helped me to like catch myself before i went like too far and said something dumb that i was going to regret that i would choose love instead of you know regret or disgust or the myriad other sins out there it's a lot easier in the moment when you're heated and you feel hurt to retaliate and say something lash out and lash out it's yeah. a lot easier in the moment to do that than to choose love yeah, and to choose the higher ground yeah, for sure. and to think the best of the other person. Yeah. But the outcome is totally worth it. Yeah. Agreed. I'm definitely happy that we figured out how to communicate, how each other communicates and what each other needs because it has totally transformed our marriage. Yeah. I agree. You want to talk a little bit about what you need for communication? As a as a husband and as a man? Uh, let's see. I guess right off the top of my head, since this conversation is very off the cuff. It is off the cuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I, I need to be heard and listened to. If I have something to say, like that it's something of value. Not like it's just, oh, oh, you're talking again? Oh, great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like that's that's huge for a man. So how can a wife do that? How can they show their husband that they actually are listening and hearing what they're saying? I mean, could it be simple, just like paying attention to him while he's talking, maybe stopping what they're doing and having eye contact? It could be something as simple as that, or maybe a kind and gentle response to whatever your husband is saying. Just to let him know that you're actually listening to him and that you care about the things that he has to say. That, in turn, is where part of the respect comes from, I think, that us men need from our spouse. Showing that you are actually heard is huge for respect. For me, as a wife, to feel like the communication is going well, I, I, too, want to feel like I'm being heard. But also, I don't want... I don't want it to always be like you're trying to fix things because sometimes I just want to talk. And I think you've figured this out by now. Yeah. You've, you've definitely figured it out. 
And I'm sure many other wives are like this. Sometimes we just need to talk it out. Not all of us are external processors, but even the internal processors sometimes just need to discuss it or work through it with somebody else without trying to feel like they're trying to be fixed or the situation is trying to be fixed. And that's that's huge for me to feel like it's good communication and we're actually getting somewhere in the conversation. If I don't want it to be fixed and you start trying to fix it, I'm going to get irritated and I'm going to stop. Yeah. That hasn't happened for a very long time. Yeah. Um, uh, you've, you've gotten pretty good at that. <laughs> it's tough. Sometimes I still want to fix it. I know. I, know I, have to, I have to bite my tongue. And sometimes later I come to you to help fix it. Right. But in the moment, I don't always want it fixed. Right. So I think that's huge for me as the wife. Yeah. It's just like a man's inherent nature. Yeah. You know, like we want to just help fix the problem in the moment. You know, like, oh, look, it's done. I, we took care of it. Yay. It's fixed. <laughs> no more tears. Yay. <laughs> but it doesn't always work out like that. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes we want to fix it ourselves, but we need to work through it first. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we do want you to fix it, but not right then in the moment. Yeah. That is something I have learned. About patience. Is it hard to have patience? What about it? (laughs) (laughs) Is it hard to have patience in the marriage? Especially like Um, we have several kids. Uh, Yeah. Lots of things are going on. Yeah. I you know what I think the closer you dr- you draw to Jesus, the more patience He gives you. Yep. Because I remember as an early Christian, like I didn't have any patience for little children, you know. And then as I grew in my faith, I became more soft-hearted towards children, and now I absolutely love children, and it just brings a tremendous joy to my heart, you know, to be around little ones. Like yesterday when I went to go visit my buddy. Yeah. His, his little daughter, she was so adorable and so innocent. And it was just so uplifting to my heart, you know, to, to just to be able to show her some love, you know, and some kindness. It just lifted my spirit. So that has definitely been a huge addition to my life, the patience. The closer I draw to God and my relationship with Jesus, the more him and I are just walking step by step, just in synchronous, you know, like closer I get to him, the more patience and softer my heart becomes. Yeah. And I think that's what he wants for us. You know? Exactly. Especially for men too, because men are, we're, you know, we're pretty harsh and we're pretty brash. And, uh, you know, sometimes we think real highly of ourselves. You know, that's where humility needs to step in. And humility comes when you draw closer to Jesus too. Yeah. Patience for me was definitely difficult in the beginning. But as I drew closer with Jesus and I walked closer with him throughout the day, my patience has grown tremendously. And even by the end of the day, after being with the kids all day long and running around doing errands or trying to clean the house with James trying to, quote unquote, help me. (laughs) (laughs) He does a wonderful job, but it takes a lot longer. Yeah. And it's... Love that little dude. Yeah, I love him. He keeps life exciting. Yeah. But he definitely tries my patience. And if you would have talked to me a few years ago and told me I'd be dealing with an infant and a two-year-old and homeschooling and all the other things that we have going on, I would have said there's no way. I don't have the patience for that. I can't handle that. But everything that we've gone through and then drawing closer to Jesus, it's like I have what seems like some days an infinite amount of patience. And some days, yes, my patience is tried. 
and I'm ready for the end of, well, most days I'm ready for the end of the day, <laughs> put the kids to bed and have, have a moment, but I don't feel like my patience is tried every day anymore. And the days that I do feel that way, it's probably because I didn't take my quiet time with Jesus that morning. If you would have talked to me a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have said I'd be here today with the patience that I have. <laughs> yeah. But... Any last thoughts on these three things? Patience and prayer and communication? No, I think we, think we got it nailed down. We do. We have a full episode coming up on prayer, though. So get prepared for that one. Okay. <laughs> These three things are essential in having a strong marriage. Without them, you will constantly be struggling to be able to gain traction in your marriage and you'll be getting nowhere. I hope you've been taking notes the past couple episodes because Johnny and I are bringing you more marriage insight this next week. So get ready for some more goodies coming your way. Enjoy the rest of your week. Start putting some of the things that you've learned into practice this week so that you can start to see changes take place in your marriage. Remember, things aren't going to change overnight. It will take time and it will take persistence in your fight for your marriage from both of you for you to be able to start seeing change. It's going to take work from you both. But the more you persist, the more you pray, the more you'll start to see those little changes happen. And then soon, before you know it, those small changes will grow into big changes. And then your marriage is stronger than you could ever imagine and you're doing mighty things for God together. Remember, this is the last few days to save on Ditch the Overwhelm, so head on over to bit.ly slash ditch the overwhelm course so you can save $170. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.